You're listening to the Live Yes with Arthritis podcast, created by the Arthritis Foundation to help people with arthritis and the people who love them live their best lives. If you're dealing with chronic pain, this podcast is for you. You may have arthritis, but it doesn't have you. Here, learn how you can take control of arthritis with tips and ideas from our hosts and guest experts. Hello and welcome to the Live Yes with Arthritis podcast. I'm Pete Scalia. I'll be your guest host for this episode. And today we're talking timely enough about surviving the holidays with arthritis. I know personally, I was diagnosed with pretty severe rheumatoid arthritis when I was 30 years old. I was touring as a musician at the time and really took a while to get that initial diagnosis, which I know can be a struggle for a lot of people. Fast forward, working in television, I was able to share my personal journey with arthritis through my friends at the Arthritis Foundation, getting involved at the local level, the national level. And it was my journey to parenthood that ultimately resulted in quite the journey dealing with infertility while managing chronic illness. And that resulted in having both hips replaced and then 15 months later, both knees, all while in the process of trying to conceive our first child. But that sort of led to me founding PS Never Give Up, a PS Never Give Up podcast, just sort of interacting with other folks that I had met across the country, a lot of them through the Arthritis Foundation. So it's really an honor for me to be here with everybody, especially in the holidays. I mean, there's no doubt it's one of the busiest times of the year, getting swept up and all the holiday brouhaha, the traditions. It's fun. It's important, but it can really take a toll on your health if you're not mindful, especially if you're living with one of the more than 100 different forms of arthritis. Cooking, decorating, shopping, wrapping gifts, entertaining and visiting with family and friends can be physically and emotionally exhausting. And it usually results in decreased sleep and increased stress. Those are definitely not good things for those of us who live with arthritis. It's both physical and mental. So how do you survive the holidays with arthritis? Well, to help us sort of figure that out today, we want to welcome to the podcast our guest experts today, Corinne Pinter, a JA mom, and Jen Ziegler, an arthritis patient and Arthritis Foundation staff member. Welcome to both of you to the Live Yes with Arthritis podcast. Corinne, let me start with you. Tell us a little bit of your story and being a JA mom. Ten years ago was our first AF event, which was a Jingle Ball Run, which is one of my favorite things ever. My daughter, Emily, who's 15 now, was diagnosed at two. And it came about actually on her second birthday, she fell off our swing set and everything was fine that night. But the next morning woke up with a swollen knee, limping, and I went to change her clothes and grabbed her hand and she winced. And I thought, wow, that's weird. So I looked at her little fingers and they were puffed up like little sausages and took her to the ER. And they thought she had reactive arthritis to possibly a virus. And then followed up with the pediatrician and found out that she has JA. So about a month later, we were able to get into a rheumatologist right away. I mean, diagnosed and treated. So yeah, we've, we've had many holidays <laughs> of experience. Well, Jen, let's get to you and talk a little bit about your journey with arthritis and how you got involved with the foundation. Sure. I was actually diagnosed at nine months old with juvenile rheumatoid arthritis at the time, now juvenile idiopathic arthritis. And like Corinne, my mom was able to get a diagnosis within months. 
So I've had it most of my life. I'm 43 now. I have a five-year-old because I also experienced infertility and was planning not to have a child due to my arthritis. But miraculously, I was able to have a child later in life, and I'm very happy and love spending the holidays now with a little one. My husband, when we got married, he was not a patient, and he was very supportive of what I was dealing with. So much so, one of the first things we did when we dated was he went to a bookstore and he got a book about arthritis, a book about inflammatory diets, and like was just really supportive of what I was dealing with. Lo and behold, 10 years into our marriage, he was diagnosed with fibromyalgia and spinal stenosis and a couple other things. So now he is also a patient and we kind of have to deal and balance together between the both of us, doctor's appointments and taking care of ourselves, taking care of our son. My mother-in-law with osteoporosis and <laughs> osteoarthritis lives with us as well. And so my son is very much attuned to arthritis and I work at the Arthritis Foundation. So he is five, but he already knows so much more than a five-year-old should know about the human body. I think between the three of us here, the different perspectives, living with arthritis ourselves, having an entire home full of folks living with a form of arthritis, and also from the parent perspective too, I know it's a lot to deal with around the holidays for sure. And I figured we should start with those physical challenges. What do you think are the greatest physical challenges that people with arthritis experience during the holidays? I'll say just the idea of getting ready and decorating and making sure that you go to all the places you need to go, you know, mom's house, grandparents' house, all the visits you need to do, all the presents you need to buy, all the wrapping you need to do, which I love. Like, I love the holidays. And we love to decorate. We have tons of stuff to decorate for, but the idea of it is kind of overwhelming. But with a five-year-old, he is very excited for it. Yeah, definitely a lot of different demands there. Corinne, with your daughter, what do you think the biggest physical challenges have been? It's funny because me and her were talking about this yesterday. You know, it's interesting to hear her perspective as a teenager because she can be more attuned to her body and her physical demands and the physical need that she needs to take care of herself now. But when she was younger, it was hard because kids want to do everything. They want to run and play and rap and stand on, you know, parties and everything. And, you know, as a parent, it was hard because we have to manage the holiday ourselves. But then a child with a chronic illness there's a lot that goes into it, you know, if it's medications and if it falls on days of parties or after parties, or if it's too much activity at the party, they're going to be tired later on or the next day and might have to miss out on things. So it's just kind of logistically knowing limits when they're younger. That was kind of the hardest thing because the first year you don't know, but then as they get older and the condition changes, I mean, you have to be flexible. So I think that's one of the biggest things is just the flexibility of knowing that while we have these ideas of, you know, picture perfect holidays, the reality is, is that they might not be and that's okay. You just have to make them good for that day and then go the next day. And that's, I think, one of the biggest things to get ready for anything was just knowing that things can change and that's okay and just do the best you can that day. Yeah. And I know too, like along those lines of the physicality of it all, I mean, sure, there are things like, you know, putting up the decorations. I know with 
what my kids call daddy's special hands. It's challenging enough. Or, you know, when your feet don't go the direction, getting on a ladder, it makes it even that much more exciting to try to hang up some kind of lights or garland and that kind of thing. The fatigue too. Mm -hmm. Like you mentioned, Corinne, I mean, that's something that really hits you when you're kind of already tired to begin with. Mm -hmm. And then you have those demanding holiday schedules. There's no doubt that that can really add up. What sort of things do you do to overcome those obstacles? And what has your daughter done? And how have you helped her sort of overcome those things? The biggest things I think as she's gotten older is just kind of knowing the cost and benefit of activities, whether it is putting up with the decorations. As a parent, you might have a time frame in mind, but that might not be it, you know, and that's okay. Have them help with things as long as they can and want to. You know, it's again, just the flexibility. And Emily was even saying too, like if there's certain things that kids want to do with their friends or with family or something, let them like they're going to get tired and they're maybe going to hurt. And sometimes the missing out of it is actually worse than actually the pain they go through the next day, let's say, or that evening. Yeah. And that was really insightful out of her to say that too. She's like, I never really went ice skating and did those things. She's like, it's not because you didn't want me to. It's because I felt like it was going to hurt me so much, but I wish I would have done it. Like I'm going to hurt either way. And I thought, wow, like that was a big kind of moment that it was like, let them do things. Mm -hmm. And just kind of preparing, knowing that you're going to have some downtime. You're going to have to be attuned to their needs. You yourself as a parent, let the control go a little bit. It's okay. You know, everyone wants to have a good time, <laughs> right? whatever that looks like. It might be with a warm blanket on the couch, watching a movie. It might be hot packs, cold packs, warm baths, you know, that may be your day and that's okay. You know? Yeah. Jen, how about you? How do you manage and sort of cope and overcome those physical realities that you have to deal with? So since I've been living with arthritis my entire life. It's hard for me to actually know any difference. Like, yes, I'm fatigued. Yes, I hurt. But that's kind of all I know. I do remember being a teenager, just hearing Corinne talk about it, like wanting to do all the things and wanting to keep up with my friends and knowing that there would be a consequence to do all of that. And my mom never put limits on what I could do. And <laughs> she tried. Um, <laughs> just kidding. But I would push myself. And I internalized a lot of the things I was dealing with because I wanted to feel normal and do all the things. But my mom could tell. And she she was the one that would wake up early in the morning before I had to go to school, run the warm bath, do all the things. And, you know, I knew what I had to do to be able to keep up with everybody and and do the things that I wanted to do. And I just think I have that mentality now, that resilience. I kind of hate that word, but I have that. So I feel like I can keep up now with all the things that I want to do, but just no timing it. A lot of people decorated this past weekend because, you know, it was Thanksgiving. It's kind of tradition. Knowing that I would love to do that too, but that's just too much. And so it's okay to do it later. Before having a kid, I was very much into the holidays and decorating. But then, you know, Jingle Bell Run came around, you know, once I started getting involved with the Arthritis Foundation. And I love to do it. And I, it's such a fun event. But also there's that balance. One time I woke up getting ready to go to Jingle Bell Run and I just, I, I hurt and I was stiff and it was really cold outside. 
So I made the call of not going because I just knew the consequence outweighed the benefit of going. So I skipped it that year. Yeah, you have to be able to call an audible, especially we love the Jingle Bell Run, but you get the varying weather conditions and folks with arthritis could definitely be challenging. You know, as a dad, that sort of thing that you look at the, the sort of frustration of not necessarily being able to do everything you want to do to the level that you would like to do it and being willing to accept those limitations. And the Jingle Bell Run has actually been sort of a great outlet for my three kids to interact with other people like their dad who lived with arthritis and kind of know why we go to that event and have so much fun and wear the costumes and jingle and and share in that experience. I know that's one of the big things for me is just sort of that it's not really acceptance, but you have the frustration that comes along from your limitations, but at least recognizing those and being able to find workarounds. I know personally, I found that really helpful. We sort of touched on everybody wants to have that sort of like Norman Rockwell style picture of the the perfect holiday interactions, which of course, anytime you're together with family, sometimes it's anything but perfect. Want to help grow our movement and conquer arthritis as a volunteer? There are lots of ways to get involved with the Arthritis Foundation and make an even greater difference. To get going, check out arthritis.org slash volunteer. How do you keep your sanity and peace and harmony, all the things that we need to sort of refine our center again? How do you managed to do that, Corinne, around the holidays with so much happening? I think you surround yourself with people who understand, right? And you give yourself grace a lot. Like you have to, you just have to know that some days your best is not the picture perfect best. It's like you're surviving. Like we've made it through it. It could be a flare, just keeping the peace, <laughs> whatever that looks like. I mean, the word normal and normalcy, you know, like we all have our words, right? And like resilience bothers you. Normal bothers me because our normal is very different than everyone. And you understand that, Pete. Yeah, we have expectations. We want it to be amazing. No one is doubting that one bit. But just knowing that if you're still creating the memories and you're still putting the effort in and you're still showing up, I mean, it could be 10%. That 10% is better than zero, right? Right. If it means not going to everyone's house, that's fine. If it means switching up and saying, hey, can you guys come here instead? Or, you know, just the flexibility. I think that is the biggest thing of the disease in general and setting realistic expectations. I mean, realistic meaning you can actually do them and attain them and check, you know, And if you could do more, cool. If you can't, hey, at least you checked off your little box and you feel accomplished, right? Right, right. And Jen, I mean, you know, all of these these things that you deal with is is your normal anyway that you've you've known your whole life. So how do you sort of like find your center with all the craziness going on? Sometimes you have to be selfish and put yourself first. It's taken me a while to learn that because I am a people pleaser and I want everyone to be happy and enjoy life and be positive. I like to look on the bright side of things, but putting yourself first isn't bad. And you just have to sometimes do that. When my son was six months old around the holidays and I was flaring really bad, we did the bare minimum. And my family was totally understanding because obviously they'd seen me my whole life. 
dealing with it. And looking back, it was an amazing holiday time of just enjoying what was happening in the moment and not feeling like we had to do all of the things. When you look back over the years then, Jen, and with different things that have happened, is there anything that maybe like now you can look back and it's kind of funny, maybe at the time though, it wasn't so funny that maybe was related to your arthritis and the holidays? A good one. I remember a lot of holidays being sick, which is regular cold, flu, whatever it might be. I think when my body experienced breaks, from school, from the stress of things of just normal, non, sorry, Corinne, normal life, <laughs> normal life for everyone. Right. It was time for it to overreact to whatever. And I would be sick. And so looking back, I remember a lot of holidays laying on the couch and just having to, my body forced me to slow down. And it happens now too. You know, when I take time off of work, I always know something's going to happen or might happen. Right. And sometimes it does, sometimes it doesn't, but you know, it, it does force me to take a break and that's okay. And that's when I realize it's okay to put myself first, be selfish and, you know, accept what the day looks like. And you can make the most out of the holidays from the couch or from running around and doing all the things, you know, it's what your perspective is, whatever it might be. And while we're dealing with arthritis and the physical, emotional toll of it, people are also dealing with their own arthritis, quote unquote. Yeah, exactly. So it made me realize everybody has their thing, no matter what it is. And everyone's like tolerance to things is, is different too. It's perspective. Corinne, what about you? Some of the maybe funniest challenges or things that have, that have happened around the holidays? Emily is the middle of three. My oldest right now is uh, 17. She's a senior in high school. Emily's a sophomore. And then my youngest is 12. So he's in seventh grade. And it's just thinking, like you said, Jen, like the normalcy, like just looking like what our normal is, is just not the normal of everybody else, which is okay. I kind of prefer it, actually. We're more quiet. My mom comes in from out of town. We've lived here in Texas for the past 18, almost 19 years. And my husband and I's family's from out of state. And it was like having, you know, presents shipped in and different stuff like that. And just all the things, but just kind of thinking of like what the wants and needs of the kids were, right? Like, you know, this one wants a bike and this one wants a skateboard and this one wants a computer and this one wants a whatever. Emily wanted a heating blanket one year, an electric blanket, like cool. <laughs> She still nice. uses it. She wants a bigger one this year. But I laugh because it's like even the warmies, you know, the warm up animals like that. Now looking at it, we do laugh at it because she's like, oh, my God, I need a new one, you know, and that's just the normalcy of it. But it's so funny because I think, too, her siblings will laugh. We were laughing right. about it this past week, like Black Friday. She's like, are any on sale? <laughs> <laughs> that's cool. Like knowing like exactly like what she wants, what she needs, that kind of stuff. Yeah. yeah. I always remembered as a kid that heart sinking feeling of dropping an ornament and then watching it shatter on the ground. And now as an adult, as a dad with hands that have changed and every once in a while, your, your grip isn't so great. But I found that making a nice swap to the plastic ornaments was like yes. a game changer in our house. Because yes. in that way, even the kids with their little hands, like if they're yeah. trying to hang, you know, that way, if one falls on the ground, it doesn't necessarily like shatter all over the place. The Arthritis Foundation couldn't do awesome things without your support. Your donation fuels our powerful movement 
to advance arthritis research and resources like this podcast and much more. Every dollar makes a difference. Give a gift now at arthritis.org slash donate. So I know another big thing around the holidays, whether it's Thanksgiving or going around Christmas, all the different holidays is food and trying to maintain healthy habits, not just like what you eat, but I mean, you know, also making sure you get enough rest, trying to work in exercise and things too. And not to mention if you do any other therapies along with that, how do you manage to sort of maintain those aspects of living with arthritis while also doing all the things holiday related? You just make it part of your everyday life. So like when it comes to my arthritis, and I tell this to parents, especially when they have newly diagnosed kids, make all the extra things just part of your normal everyday life. Schedule time every day. And even if there's nothing to do, you know you still have that cushion if you need to call the doctors, you need to call the pharmacy, you need to call the insurance. So all of that stuff, I've gotten pretty good at like being able to just do everything I need to do when it comes to my arthritis. So I kind of look at the holidays in the same way of, you know, just scheduling what I need to do. And yeah, if I push it back a week, that's okay. It's not a huge deal. And if it takes us longer to clean up the holidays than others, that's okay too. You know, nobody, nobody's judging you for keeping your holiday stuff up for a month extra. Right. So just make it feel as part of life as possible. And knowing that things can be unexpected, you know, something could happen when it comes to arthritis or change of plans of holidays and everything that is going on and go with the flow. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And Corinne, do you have any sort of like pattern or secret that you've picked up on over the years to help you sort of stay on track with all those things during the holidays? Yeah, especially too, when they get out of school, like Jen even said, like it's a nice release and break of just kind of like their bodies can just relax. I was telling Emily, I said, yeah, when you were younger, it was easier because when you're younger, like, okay, you get up and you eat breakfast and you do a little whatever. And then you have lunch, you know, kept a routine, especially in the younger years, as she's gotten older, just kind of given her the autonomy and, and sense of like, hey, you know, your limit. Don't overdo it to where you're going to be down and out for a few days, but do what you're comfortable with. But to keeping the medication schedule, keeping extra comfort measures on hand, it's just like Jen said, if it's part of your regular day to day, it's not really too far off. Yeah, you forget things and yeah, you get in a different stage of life or if you're in your flare or medication changes, because I know one year we had a medication change around the holidays and it was really like keeping up with side effects and keeping up with nausea or making sure she ate like that too. I mean, yes, we have all the treats and all the parties and all the everything like everybody, just moderation. When they're younger, of course, they're going to want to indulge and be wild and crazy and get everything. Well, right. but we're conscious and mindful of, I think the biggest thing is just keep to your routine, you know, keep to your regulars, keep to your medicines, keep to your rest times, you know, plan that in. If you know you're going to go different timing of your day and it's going to be a little bit more exhaustive, have an easier evening, you know, or if you know you're going to have a busy week, have a lighter weekend. 
a lot of forethought, I think, goes into it and pre-planning. And I think sometimes we get too caught up in the moment of the holidays that we forget about that. But like Jen said, too, selfishly, we have to worry about ourselves and our kids is just make sure that you want it to be enjoyable. So it might be dialing it back a little bit sometimes and amping it up when we can and just kind of go day by day. Yeah. Well, and I like how you both said, you know, just making sure you stick with that schedule. But of course, at the tail end of the holidays, I mean, you start making New Year's resolutions. That always seems to be on my list is try to be more organized and be more scheduled and make sure that I do make that time to make sure that I'm sleeping enough or exercising enough. It makes it easy to buy us gifts. Comforting gifts are always good. Like you said, whether it's the warmies, the blankets, always a good choice. Do you have an idea for a topic you'd like to hear discussed on the podcast? Do you have a question about an episode or feedback you'd like to share? We'd love to hear from you. Just email us at podcast at arthritis.org and we'll get back to you as soon as we can. That's podcast at arthritis.org. Thanks for listening. I know we also, before recording the podcast, threw some questions out on social media, and I figured I'd share some of these responses with both of you and see how you relate to these. We asked folks on social media, what are your greatest challenges during the holidays and how have you overcome them? And Diane J commented and said, I've learned to keep expectations on myself. Pre-RA and all that goes with it, I did everything creative. And fast forward to 2023, she says she's keeping as simple as possible Full disclosure, she writes, nobody but me really cares, LOL. So I, I, I know we kind of talked about that, like being, you know, it's okay to focus on you, right, Jen? Yeah, kind of a funny related story. So we were going to a wedding last December for family and, you know, everyone wanted to wear like pretty holiday wear and it was going to be outside. And so like, I was like, oh my gosh, what do I wear? Because I want to be warm, but I want to look pretty. And then my mother-in-law, same thing. And we bought her these shoes that were like decent, comfortable, but not maybe the prettiest. <laughs> and she was like, I don't want to wear those. Those are kind of ugly. And I finally said, you know what, mom? I call my mom and mom, mom, because we're close like that. I yeah. said, no one's looking at your shoes. Right. And I had to take my own advice. It was someone else's wedding. It wasn't my wedding. Just wear whatever. <laughs> you know, Absolutely. <laughs> Go with comfort, no doubt. Most able-bodied people at their weddings, and the brides in particular, they're switching into sneakers by the end of the night anyway. So yes, yes. go with whatever's comfortable. I know Maureen C. commented, she said, so many extra tasks in addition to regular obligations, a drain on energy, time, and comfort that we just mentioned. She said she breaks down needed activities into smaller blocks and allows more time to complete activities, paying attention to how I'm feeling, take breaks when needed, Watching the carb, fat, sodium intake. Also, Maureen said she tried to be realistic when it comes to personal limitations and then delegating and modifying those traditions as needed. So Corinne, that's kind of like in your wheelhouse, right? Like over the years yeah. with Emily, have you found that as long as you can sort of break these things down into little compartments, it makes it easier to manage everything? It does. And I talked about that. And she said too, especially like we talked about like shopping and wrapping presents and different things like that. And, you know, the task. And it was funny because I said, well, you know, now we do so much online shopping. She goes, that is not the same. And I'm like, well, yeah, like it, you're buying it. She goes, no, 
to go look and all the things and stuff like that. And I was like, well, you're right. And she said too, she's like, planning ahead, like your mall trip or your target trip or something like that. Not just, you know, playing around in there for an hour or two, just looking around. She's like, no, if we have a list, stick to the list. And it's true. You know, you can still accomplish what you need to do, but be meaningful and mindful of it. And then another thing she was talking about too, is she loves wrapping presents, loves, but there are times she's like, my hands just don't work. They just don't. So, you know, Maureen was right. Just delegating or making sure that you can do the tasks, you know, if you can't wrap all the presents in one day, break it down. It'll get done. Right. It's a perfect fallback too, because I'm horrible at wrapping gifts anyway. <laughs> I always thought they use some kind of magic, like when you have them do it at the store and they know how to fold it just properly and everything. I'm a big fan of gift bags. Mm-hmm. Throw a little tissue paper in there. You got the gift at the bottom. Good to go. Brenda, coming from our social media question about greatest challenges and how you've overcome. And Brenda J says decorating and baking. She said she had to stop all the wrapping and all the draping of the ribbon and the holly. She said she has a Santa and Nutcracker collection that she does take out and display that still gives her the feel of Christmas, sort of without going all out, without hanging up all the different things. And she said when it comes to baking, which I know is popular with a lot of people, she just decides on one or two things that she really wants to make. And she cut out some of the things that were just too much work. Yeah, for sure. And and that's a big thing too. Like we were talking about that with the Christmas cookies. Cause I remember one year for my girls, one of the local stores had a baking and cooking and cupcake decorating and all that. And I remember, I think they were like seven and five. They were so excited just to do it. And there were things that Emily couldn't do, but she didn't care because she could do some of the other things. Like she couldn't pipe the frosting, but she could sure put the sprinkles on it. So it's maybe just divvying up the responsibility if, you know, you have others that can help you out, but if not, it's okay. Like Jen even said, make what you like. Like I'm guilty of that myself. Like great. Everybody else likes these things, but sometimes it's just like everybody gets their one thing. We don't have 45 cookies. Maybe we have five, you know, maybe we go to a bakery and buy something special, you know, a different treat, like change it up sometimes too. Maybe try Mm -hmm. something different. Or if somebody local can bake for you, that's cool. Yeah. And I know people do want those traditions. Jen, do you find that maybe some years, maybe you don't do something you did the year before, or maybe you'll adapt the next year, kind of learn year by year, or does it change? It changes for sure. I think you mentioned diet and then also baking all this food stuff, being on certain medications, you're not supposed to like drink alcohol, you're not supposed to, Mm -hmm. you know, your stomach will be upset. And there's just so much to think about. So sometimes it's just being able to eat anything (laughs) is good. But when it comes to baking, when I was younger, and my husband was younger, we love to bake and we love to provide goodies to the family. My mom loved to bake and make homemade fudge. But now like we did, we have picked out like two things that are easy to do. I like to make homemade marshmallows. So that's not even baking because literally the mixer does most of it for you. But everyone loves it because nobody makes homemade marshmallows that I know. Yeah. And so, and it's fun. You can give it with a hot chocolate packet and make it pretty. It looks so homemade and like you put a ton of effort in it, but you really didn't. So (laughs) it's finding the thing that works for you. And that's what works for me. You mentioned shoes. And then like the consumption of alcohol. And I know for me, I mean, at some point, like foot reconstruction surgery is going to be like on the horizon. But in the meantime, especially around the holidays, I always wear like the special shoes. So I'm able to get around 
But to be honest with you, sometimes with the stumbling or the tripping on stuff, family members probably wonder if I've already hit the eggnog a little too much or, you know, (laughs) you can kind of have like that excuse if you're, oh, sorry about that. You know, excuse me. I know as we get ready to to sort of wrap up this episode here, because I'm sure our listeners are busy and have things that they need to do, or maybe they're out doing all the things while they're listening to this. We like to end each podcast with our top three takeaways from our discussion today. Corinne, let me start with you. What would you say might be your top three takeaways from today's discussion? Especially hearing you both too, and and just relating to myself and my daughters, be flexible. That's some realistic expectations. It's okay if not everything's picture perfect. It's okay. And just, just really enjoy it. Whatever it is, whatever the normal looks like, enjoy it. It's what it is. It's our lives and it's fine. And as long as there's a little bit of light and joy in it, I think it's successful, quite frankly. (laughs) I love that. Sounds good. Jen? I'll say be selfish. It's okay to put yourself first sometimes. Adapt to the situation at hand and surround yourself with people that support you. I think Karen said that earlier. And I think that is so important because they won't put unrealistic expectations on you. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, and the ones who are closest to you would probably know you well enough to to know those limitations. I would say my three are are actually pretty similar here. I mean, you know, having that flexibility, not just yourself and adapting maybe what you do, but making sure the people around you are also able and willing to be flexible and understanding of what you're dealing with when you live with arthritis. Knowing your limitations and finding maybe creative ways to stay within those. And definitely, as you sort of just touched on again there too, Jen, finding your circle, finding those people, you know, the holidays, whether you do or don't have family members to spend it with or just the people that you've sort of let into that circle that know you, that know the things that you deal with, then maybe that way it could be enjoyable for everyone, which is certainly what we want for all of our listeners and for all the folks who are out there living with arthritis. I want to thank both of our guests today, Corinne and Jen. Thank you so much. Any final thoughts you guys would want to throw out? One thought, and thank you, Pete, for hosting. You're amazing. Uh, Last thought is do check in with your arthritis friends during the holidays. Some of us do have great circles, but not everybody has that support and We all have arthritis friends, so just give them a quick call. Same. Like, this has been fun, Pete. Thank you. But yeah, like Jen alluded to, those parents as well, we're connected as well. So check on each other, but check in with your kids. See how they're doing. That sounds good. Well, we hope everybody listening that your holidays are great. You have a Merry Christmas. For myself and the Arthritis Foundation, happy holidays to everyone listening. And P.S. Never give up. The Live Yes with Arthritis podcast is independently produced by the Arthritis Foundation. This podcast aims to help people living with arthritis and chronic pain live their best life. People like you. For a transcript and show notes, go to arthritis.org slash podcast. Subscribe and rate us wherever you get your podcasts. And stay in touch. 